welcome to The Dream, The Date, and The Broken Bra. I am your host, Stephanie Brownyard. I have an insatiable desire for adventure and knowledge, and with this, I have been on a quest to discover what the purpose of life is and what it all means. In this podcast, we will embark on a journey, the journey of life. With my guest, we will share in stories and celebrate all that life has to offer from the challenging times to the victories of one's dreams, love, and life experiences. Through authentic conversation and thought-provoking dialogue, it is my hope you will unravel and uncover the magic that makes your life so extraordinary. We all come from different walks of life with different beliefs, but we all have similar desires and needs. Our paths are all so different, but yet we are all so connected. Let's come together to hear each other and to learn from one another and see the beauty in every experience, no matter how difficult or challenging it may be. In the process, we can all heal a little, have some laughs, and perhaps shed a few tears with a whole lot of inspiration. Join me on this exploration to uncover your magic. Are you ready? Hello, friends, and thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I am so thrilled to have you here today, and thank you so much for your time, as I have a special guest for you today, John Abate. John is a dear friend of Blair and I's, and to know John, he is such a sweet soul, and his story is truly remarkable and really eye-opening. Because John's story is truly an example that our time here on earth is not promised and each moment is truly a gift. Luckily for us, John survived and fully recovered from suffering a life-threatening hit-and-run accident while on one of his typical Sunday morning cycling sessions. This event surely was tragic and traumatic for John in his life. And it was a pivotal moment for him and in in his journey of self-discovery, which led him on a path of forgiveness and deep, deep healing. It was through this path of self-discovery that led John to MBSR, mindfulness-based stress reduction, which led him on a full trajectory to recovering physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It was through this life-altering event that has birthed a new path and has inspired John to passionately share in these wisdoms and techniques of MBS Bar and to help others heal and discover self-awareness. I hope you truly love this conversation and find so much value in your life and wishing you many blessings. As always, if you so kindly feel inspired to share this episode with friends, family, co-workers, or anyone in between, I would be so grateful. This will help me to spread the love and commitment people have to making this world a better place and sharing their journeys and inspiring stories. And if you feel inspired, please feel free to hit that follow button and rate and review this podcast and any of your favorite podcast players. Thank you so much. And finally, I always love to hear from you. So please feel free to share 
your feedback or say hello at stephaniebrownyard at gmail.com or you can find me on most social media platforms at Stephanie Brownyard. Please enjoy today's episode and make it a wonderful day. Thank you. Hi, John. Hi, Steph. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. I have to say I miss you a lot. And I know like when you're on this coast, I probably didn't see you that much, but I not something about having you being on the other coast. It makes me miss you more. <laughs> I miss you too. Yeah. <laughs> I miss you too. I, I I'm happy that we're connecting and get to see each other over over the computer, but yeah, there's nothing like yeah. being, and it was so nice when I was back to like all of us getting together and having I know together. that was, I actually love that because I don't, we don't probably one of Blair's requests would be to have people over more often. And it's not that I don't necessarily want, want to, but I, well, I'm kind of a hermit too, but, um, we are always so busy. So when I'm home, I just kind of like recluse, you know, but, um, it was fun because we were all just kind of cooking together and yes. like making making food together. So it was it was a fun time and just laughing. It was a fun time. It, it's uh you know and I miss I miss you guys so much. Like I I was asked today. I was with a friend um, helping her and her family with some things around the house, and we were just chatting. And she's like, "Do you miss California?" And, it, and like I paused and I'm like because I. So I'm here on the East Coast now, right? Yeah. So like for anyone that's listening, I, you know, I, um, for those that are listening that I, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you can edit that. No, you're great. You're uh, great. So, um, uh, so I, I left California after, you know, living there for 22 years or so and mm -hmm. moved back to Connecticut where I grew up, be closer to family. And it was, you know, the time was needed for me to be back and, uh, it's been lovely being here. Um, you know, July will it'll be a year, and that's flown wow. by so fast. Wow. But uh, you know, so I was thinking, I'm like, you know, um, this feels like this feels like home. But since you've asked, damn it, yes, I do miss California. Aww. Like I just, you <laughs> yeah. know. So when my friend had asked me, you know, like, do you miss California? I'm like, I, I hadn't really thought too much about it, but yeah, mm. as a matter of fact, I do. Yeah, you know, well, that's and, good. and so. And it's the people, you know, yeah. and it's, I mean, California is beautiful, you know, and it's nice living by the beach and it's nice, you know, having the mountains close by and everything, but it really is the people and the connection that's, and I've been missing that, you know, yeah. and I'm starting and I'm starting new, I'm, you know, so. Well, yeah. it's the lucky you went back to a place that like you have probably, you have friends there and like I you said, do. your family. So you have connections there as well. Um, yeah. So at least it's like, I know what we moved back. I moved out to California. I had lived here for like 11 years. And then for Blair's work, we moved back to New York for a year and a half, but mm. I moved back to New York and it was like where all his family, his friends were. And I knew, and I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And then when I did it, I was like, what was I thinking? This is like the hardest thing. Cause he had his group of people. I had like, didn't ha I mean, I had his family, but I barely knew them at that point because I had like we'd see them once a year, you know, mm, and we'd only mm. been together for two years. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, I think I love being on the East Coast. You know, I you live right near where I went to college, right? Because you're in where, New Haven. Are you near New Haven? I'm I did you go to Quinnipiac? Mm hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Quinnipiac is uh so my family, I have family in Cheshire, which isn't too far from Quinnipiac. And I'm yep. like 
I'm like 20 minutes like it's closer so to the shore. It's so beautiful there. It really yeah, is. It's so yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. You, just in this like few minutes that we've been talking about um, missing people and everything, and and it brings up so much for me of like the the intrinsic beauty of connection and and like your tribe for lack of a better word yeah. you know and yeah. uh you know and you when you plant roots some in some place for you know any period of time let alone mm-hmm. you know over two decades uh yeah it takes a little it's a little bit of an adjustment the mm-hmm. newness of living somewhere um carries you through temporarily right so like new environment new food new places to see and then you find yourself somewhat alone you know and being away from people that you know you constantly were around you know and wherever you came from so that brings up a lot you know and and I've been going through like some interesting you know interesting um feelings about that you know because I just, I miss you guys, you know, yeah. like the people that, the people that I know that I share time with and, uh, but it keeps me optimistic that no matter where we are, we can, we can create our own connection with others. Right. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's, what's so interesting. Cause you actually were just going back for a month, right? A year ago, you were going back yep. to visit family for a month. You drove across country and right. then it was during the pandemic, but then what had you like stay yeah so i i left in july uh early july and was like you said i you know was planning on being here for a month and you know wanted to be with my family and Mm -hmm. and uh, my dad's health has been deteriorating Mm -hmm. and when i got when i got home i realized it had Mm -hmm. it's it's uh you know he's Mm -hmm. battling dementia and um it's it's a progressive disease and it's it's really um it was the time for me, you know, uh, to, to be here. I was kind of fighting it a bit, you know, I Mm -hmm. was like still looking, I was looking for a place to live. I was in Mm -hmm. the transition of moving into uh, a new space and that fell through at like the last minute Mm. and everything, you know, the universe was just kicking my ass at every turn being like, you know what, you need to be where you are right now. And, 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 and I, and I, I'm lucky enough to actually have the awareness to see that. That's um, what I was going to say. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's not easy, even yeah. though, you know, like it step, if this were me five years ago, 10 years ago, I would have just fought it. And it just, you know, and who knows, you know, I mean, I may, I may have been back in California with regret about not staying and being closer to my dad right. and to my family. Well, I think that's a perfect segue because that was kind of the first thing that popped into my head when you're like, well, and it was the awareness and that's kind of, you've um, been practicing. Actually, let's step back a second. Let's introduce you. Um, (laughs) We just kind (laughs) of like got into the meat of it, but let's like step back and introduce you um, to everyone. Um, John Abate. I met you through Blair, my husband. Mm-hmm. And to me, you're just like the kindest soul. And just so like, you're grounding for me. Um, and I love that you Blair and your your tri- your man tribe, <laughs> um, <laughs> like have each other because I know you've been such a great support to Blair and like, 
there's been so much growth in him and then in our relationship because of all that. So like, I'm so grateful to you and I, I love your, your guys's little group. It's really cute. And I've actually now feel included in it. Um, you know, so it's kind of cool, um, to be included in, in the feminine coming into the masculine man group. So, um, but do you want to share? A, I mean, you've talked about you grew up on the East Coast, came out to the West Coast. Um, and I we what I feel really like profound that you're doing now is like teaching this mindfulness, which is the MBSR. And um, do you want to share a little bit about what your like, like current state is? Because how I see our conversation going is kind of getting to to this what you're doing now to how you got there because I think it's very like profound and really significant to how you got to where you are now yeah thanks Steph you know what you're so sweet and and I and I'm just so I'm so grateful for you know the friendship that we have and the the friendship with Blair is deep um and he's he's an amazing man he gets uh nods on a lot of your podcasts you know, I... because you know like you guys spent some time talking about uh, him with cam on your, yeah you know on your previous one cam's so love tribute his love Blair. tribute yeah so I, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be on your podcast eventually but i don't mm-hmm. know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see trying uh, to, he's hard to he's hard to book i'm trying actually been trying to book him but like i said we're so busy that like we're like yeah we'll do it and then he's really yep. hard to book but I'm hoping to get him on very soon, actually. The world needs to hear Blair. Yeah. So let's just leave it at that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the connection um, with the guys is, you know, uh, so important. Uh, I think, um, you know, you said something about, you know, introducing the feminine. And we had conversations when we were on retreat about, like, we need to introduce the feminine energy to our man group here because (laughs) that's like run its course you know like we've done enough man stuff on these retreats and uh we can talk about the retreats in a little bit and um but so to answer your question yes so so i come from connecticut uh grew up here left after high school went to school in colorado um and then uh made my way to the west coast um lived in san francisco um this is going back maybe uh, 99 uh, for about a year and then moved down to San Diego uh, in early 2000 or late 99. And uh, that's where I've been for the last 22 years. Um, I um, set up myself there, you know, thinking this is where I'm going to spend my life. Um, And uh, here I am, you know, Mm. with, with no real, um, no real, like, I, I didn't have a plan of being here, you know? And, um, so I think for me, um, what I've been doing, you know, in the field of mindfulness and teaching meditation and mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, what it's done for me is it's, it's helped me to recognize that, um, there really are no rules to life and uh, being aware and present is about all that I have to hold on to and being like, well, here I am in Connecticut now, you know, and uh, it was it something that I thought I would, you know, where I would be. No. Um, 
like I said, you know, we talked about earlier, I had intentions of being back in California um, after a month. So I teach something that um, I think for me is it's a daily practice of, of just trying to stay grounded in the moment um, as, as difficult as it is, uh, even for someone that's sort of I'll call myself formally trained um, in in teaching mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, even teaching it, uh, living it is a whole other thing. You yeah. know, it's like I can go to the books and the the readings and the and the curriculum that I teach, and it's it's lovely and it's helping people, uh, but. I have to embody that practice myself. Mm -hmm. I have to be mm -hmm. able to stick to something that I know is going to hold me and nurture me even when things like this happen in life where you're uprooted and, you know, so, um, yeah, so that's kind of, um, and I think you asked me kind of how I found my way onto it. Yeah. Well, as far as I think actually something that caught me, you said minute by minute, because like I'll have awareness, like it's interesting. I had a pretty found um, experience a few weeks ago and it kind of brought up a lot of stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to create now. And, and then it was like great for the first week. And then like this week was my second week going in and it probably took, like, I went right back into old habits, right? And then um, um, by probably, like, Wednesday or Thursday, I was like, oh, wait, hold on a second. Like, no, I'm going back to old ways. Like, this is what I want to create and, like, could, like, be aware to start putting it in. So it really, um, when you said being mindful minute by minute, like, that practice and it's daily, it's like, yeah, that's being aware like all the time is seems yeah, really challenging it, it is it, <laughs> it, it is you know and um so let's see um so i found my way onto the path through a traumatic uh mm -hmm. experience i had an accident i was hit by a car while cycling in san diego um and uh it was a hit and run I, um, you know, I'm kind of giving that the sort of the high level, uh, yeah, we went right you know, to it <laughs> overview of it, you know, cause I yeah. know that you had asked me, you know, how did you get there? You know, and I think it's important for, yeah. um, for, for, for me to, you know, kind of define how I, how I arrived because I do say, you know, when I teach, I share my story. Um, what, what I, what I try to do is uh, bring in sort sort of the the formal training of mindfulness that I that I um, went through. You know, I took my um, teacher training at um, UCSD, and um, but when I teach it, I try to um, tell a story, and within the process of telling a story, I become very vulnerable, mm -hmm. and that vulnerability. Uh, it's coming through whether I like it or not. And I find that it allows people to connect in a different way with me, um, to open up a bit more to mm. whatever it is, whether it's the didactic portion of, of the teaching or it's the actual practices that we do. And um, so having the accident 
really put me on the path of forgiveness. So and can you, can we actually go back to that? I mean, are you okay with going back to that day? Ab absolutely. And actually yeah. with like getting to that point, cause I like in hearing you on other shows too, do you find that the accident was like a huge wake up call to something being you led that like something other events were happening, but you weren't listening that it was like something that dramatic had to happen. Or do you think it just like, it was an accident? You know, I, so, I mean, it's a great question. That's the first time I've had that asked to me as to, was this a serendipitous occasion or uh, did it have a higher meaning and purpose? The way with which I live today, prior, comparing it or contrasting it prior to my accident, mm -hmm. I would say that there's a there's a degree of truth in that that mm -hmm. I needed I needed to have something like this happen. However, the circumstances were I was riding my bike, I was yeah. a half mile from my house, and somebody hit me from behind. I never saw it coming. I never heard it. Um, and I didn't feel much, at least in the beginning. Um, mm. But then I went through, you know, six months or, or more of like a lot of pain and a lot of like yeah. recovery. I mean, I, 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 totally. I was in, I was in really bad shape, yeah. you know, and I, I mean, were was you very close to losing my life? I was going to say, know? were you like, was there, I, I mean, I know, I remember when that happened in Blair, like, we didn't think you were going to make it basically it was, right yeah it was yeah it was like um just it, it was out of a dint of luck and you yeah. know when what i what i was told you know from um one of the one of the neurosurgeons uh, that uh you know it was a it's a game of centimeters when you have spinal injuries mm -hmm. that um you know and um, you know and i was um i was going on a long training ride that I was doing every Sunday with a neighbor friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, we, we were literally like a half mile from my house when it had happened. And, um, so, you know, time and circumstance, I don't know, you know, I mean, I was, yeah. I, I, I rode that, I rode that section of street for yeah. years and didn't, you know, never experienced anything. So, um, circumstances that I think, um, unfolded, after the accident uh, were designed for me. Mm -hmm. I, and so I mean, what I mean by that is that- at this, because, And at this point you hadn't had your, you hadn't started your mindfulness practice, correct? Up to this I, point? I hadn't, you know, I, I had, you know, sort of a, a, a casual practice of meditation. You know, mm -hmm. I found meditation in college and, you know, and, and, and it just never really stuck with mm -hmm. me as a daily practice because I just don't think I was open and ready to yeah. receive it. Mm -hmm. um, after the accident, um, when we're faced with seeing the uh, the mortality of ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, it, it it allowed me to really take time to pause and like put some put some thought into where I want to be in my life and mm. where I want to go in my life. Um, how can I 
make this something that can help others. Um, and that's really what kind of pushed me onto the path mm -hmm. of wanting to teach because I was talking with people in the community and, you know, people were reaching out that had either known people that had had a traumatic experience, an accident, or they had been involved in something themselves and wanted me to like chat with other people. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'm wide mm -hmm. open to this because I'm so lucky, you know, like this and it. So it just really like uncovered this like bedrock of gratitude that I never realized I had for a, this mm. body, you know, and like mm. being able to walk again and ride my bike again and race again. You know, I was com racing competitively, you're racing road bikes competitively. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was told you'll be lucky if you'll ride a bike again, let alone. So that's race, amazing. You know? So you went having a spinal cord injury. I, yeah, so I was, um, I shattered uh, two vertebra and was fused in five vertebra in my back. And um, I had, um, you know, broken lots of bones mm -hmm. and, you know, had a rod. And how, I mean, I, re I remember hearing with like after they estimated the car was going like what, 40 miles per hour when it Yeah, 40, 40 50 bike. miles an hour. That's yeah, crazy. 40, 50 miles an hour. And you yep. projected you projected like how far? close to like 38 feet or something oh like my, that are you serious oh my god yeah. it like yeah. oh <laughs> it no it's so like you know so the person that was riding next to me my friend kelly he said that you know you were mid-sentence and it was like you were shot out of a cannon you were gone you know like we were riding shoulder to shoulder in the bike lane mm -hmm. and you were talking about how like beautiful the morning dew coming off the yeah. like the, the steam coming off the lake you're like oh you were like right in mid-sentence talking about how you love riding up over the hill in the morning and seeing the golf course and like you were gone and then you were like way up over there on the hill and uh yeah, I mean, it was as, you know, as violent and traumatic as I think, you know, anyone yeah. can imagine being hit by a car going that fast. Um, yeah. And then, so then you obviously went to the hospital. Were you like unconscious? At, yeah. Like, were you in a coma or? I was not. Okay. No. So I luckily did not. I was concussed, but I did not have oh, any, wow. any, any, any head injury, but I had uh, internal bleeding. I lacerated internal organs and was oh. you know had, had internal bleeding and like i said i i shattered vertebrae oh in my God. spine i had a compound leg fracture and broke lots of different bones and yeah it was just i was just mangled you know i was just mangled up pretty good and then you were were you in the hospital for six months no 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 that was recovery okay. time i was in the hospital okay. for two weeks wow you recovered in six months to where you're I, walking i was um I was back on the bike. I was hit in August and I was back on the bike um, like in the fall, you know, and just like going like, like just like taking like really. Oh my really, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Within, and within then the doc months. and the doctors were saying like, they didn't think you were going to recover. Yeah. There That's was one in particular, there was one in particular that was quite the naysayer. You know, he was like, you know, I, he was like the PA to the neurosurgeon and he was just like, ah, you know, like if you do mm -hmm. ride and you fall again or you have a, you know, it's like, yeah, I get it. There's, there's inherent risk in everything, right. but um, yeah. So, but I had a really, um, a really fast recovery. And when I was in the hospital, I remember um, I was in the hospital for like 
15, 14 or 15 days. And mm -hmm. I remember literally like every day, somebody that was tending to me, whether it was a nurse or a doctor, I had like three or four different doctors, um, surgeons and, um, and then, a, you know, in a general uh, practitioner doctor, and they, and they would just comment about how lucky I am that I came in, in really good shape, you know, I yeah. was training yeah. and, you know, and like but that says something mass. about taking care of our yeah. bodies because, mm -hmm. you know, they were like most people with the amount of trauma that you had, you know, you were hit by a car doing, yeah. you know, going 50 miles an hour, you were thrown 40 feet and basically landed like, and everything basically broke, but you're so lucky that like you didn't die from it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and again, just maybe just the circumstance of luck that I didn't obviously that I didn't have a spinal cord injury or a head injury yeah, to, that, to that extent. Totally. But, um, yeah. It's because so. that was actually going to be my next question. It was like, so the doctors were, didn't think you were going to make it, but then do you think it was because of your training and your health that yeah. you bounce back? I mean, cause that's literally, you said, is that like two months you were back out riding again then? It yeah, I think it was, it was I'm, like, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like maybe I mean, in November that like I went for like a very. Most people go like break a leg. They need, they need like two months just to recover from that. That's yeah. amazing, John. I, I still, I still, you know, but I still had like, you know, like I was doing PT for, you know, the full yeah. six months and like still trying to, it's amazing about um, cycling is one of these like really, um, wonderful like if you have like knee injuries like doctors will prescribe right like, get on the recumbent you know like get on mm -hmm. a recumbent yeah so recumbent yeah. bike or something so yeah so it's um so it was easy for me to get on the bike and go for like just a short spin but like to walk down the stairs was a total chore you oh, know and to walk back up the stairs yeah and so you know because I had to like I had a compound leg fracture and they placed a rod I had a tib fib fracture so they placed a rod in my tibia and I had to literally relearn to like walk, to walk on that leg and build the muscle back up yeah, yeah. so I'm assuming you still have the rod right they don't take I, it it's, out. it's 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 in there for yeah, yeah that's that's down in the hollow bone it's not going anywhere so <laughs> till death do yeah. you part <laughs> yes it's coming with me yeah do you so and then you you talked about uh there was a point where you realized like having this incident like gave you gratitude um, for life and wanting to do something to help others. Was that like an instant thing or was that something that was developed over time? You know, I think it was more developed over time, even though it was a shorter span mm -hmm. of time for me because I was really like engaging with people pretty like openly and quickly mm -hmm. once I was home. Um, I don't know when that occurred other than the point with which I was able to ask people to help me forgive the driver. Mm -hmm. And that was something mm -hmm. that I think sort of like was the wellsprung of mm -hmm. this gratitude that it's, it's all I can do. And I don't holding on to anything, anger and resentment and, mm. you know, people, people were carrying that torch for me. Um, the anger. I'm, people were carrying yeah, yeah like yeah just like people were like out to like find this person mm -hmm. and and upset and like I was able to just like allow that to happen and not take it on and so I was grateful for like the community the cycling community my close friends partners you know like just that was 
overwhelming to me, like to, 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 to see people come to your aid. Um, I just had never experienced anything mm. like that before. You know, people bringing me meals, coming into the hospital and visiting, trying to, you know, setting up a Facebook page, trying to bring the community together to find the driver. Like they, they carried that, that load for me. Mm. And when I got out of the hospital, cause you know, being in the hospital, like it was just so, I was just in and out, you know, like for, for many days and had, you know, surgery after surgery and just, you know, so that whole time was really a blur for me. But when I got home, I finally could, I could, I, I could reckon with the weight of it all. And it didn't, mm. the incident wasn't at the forefront of, of this reckoning. It was holy wow, there's like people actually out there like on my behalf, you know, like reaching that's out really, and like, that's what, that's what heals. That's, that's really that's profound. Heals. That's like, I can't even, that like my mind's kind of blown right now because like you had this, this traumatic accident and you're like realizing people are out there like for standing for you that you had the inspiration or something inside you that you're like okay i need support for forgiveness that like is really mind-blowing to me and i know like in hearing you in other talks like forgiveness was a big thing and like hearing i feel like that was like a huge part of in my hearing of like other podcasts that you've been on like hearing forgiveness was like a huge contribution to you. And I think that's so beautiful, but it's still like hearing it now, it's like giving me the chills. Cause it's like, you knew people had you that you could then do your healing. And, and you so didn't we're have coming... to be mad or anger, angry about yeah. it. Yeah. And so here, and here we are, we come all the way back full circle to what we first started talking about with community yeah. and tribe yeah. and connection. And um, I'm grateful that I've, built a life with which I'm loved and that people will stand for me. And um, that helped me in more ways than I'll ever be able to articulate. Mm -hmm. um, it allowed me to, and there was an inner voice that told me, don't hang on to this. Mm. It's not, it's not going to help you heal. I, I, I truly knew that I had to do the work mm. and the work alone was going to be all that I could bear, you know, the work alone work, of what forgiveness the, or the physical. No. So that was so the physical part of it, mm. but I also, you know, I knew that that sort of the, the looming specter behind it all was going to be the emotional right. as well, you know, right. but that, what, that was not what was called for at the moment. It wasn't, it wasn't about, you know, focusing on that, you know, it's like I, and I spent very little time in discussion about it and, you know, and really wanted to focus more on positivity and yeah. letting go and being okay with it. Now, what's been interesting since the accident, which was 2016. So in the six years since I've That's gone crazy. through, it's yeah. crazy. I, I, know. I feel like it's, it was way longer ago than that. I think that's, well, that 
feel like that too. It, it feels yeah. like a, a lifetime to me, which yeah. is a good thing because I think yeah. that that means that there's been a lot of doing in progress in some mm -hmm. ways. Um, but in the six years since, there have been plenty of iterations of me grappling with this. We don't, mm. I don't, and, and what this teaches me is, you know, that, that I don't think we ever fully, uh, I don't want to say let go, um, but I don't think that we ever fully can purge mm -hmm. the energy. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I think it just manifests itself in other ways and we can mm -hmm. be aware of what that is mm -hmm. when we're aware of it. So now like kind of taking, you know, a page out of the mindfulness playbook is that, you know, when we pay attention on purpose without judgment in the present moment, the definition of mindfulness, we have the opportunity to just see things as they are. And so mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying about the six years and the many iterations of the emotion is that it is manifested in other ways, you know, in, in ways that I have to be aware of. There are times when I think about what would it be like to confront my driver? Um, what would it be like to, um, you know, yeah. have that opportunity to <laughs> have a crazy. conversation, yeah. you know, and every once in a while, what creeps in is, what would my life be like if I hadn't had this experience? I think that I'm, I think that I'm, I think I've evolved in a more positive way and direction because mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. So there's gratitude, but I also, you know, and I won't know, and I'm not, and I'm not supposed to know what, would have transpired mm. had I not had this incident. Yeah. There's so many gems just in that, like that response there. Cause again, another like full circle, it takes me back to the question where I asked, like, do you think it's like the series of events that had happened and not being aware that the universe or God was, or whoever you believe in was trying to tell you, but you needed this to kind of come to where you are now because that was your path and journey, right? Where it's like, yeah. it's always all about like self-discovery and, you know, like I had what I would call traumatic, but it was like my biggest gift because it's gotten me on this path to discovering me and like discovering all this other amazing stuff to have like the life I truly love, I guess, but it's like interesting, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I say um, to you that um, seeking and finding your own truth, I think that that's really yeah. what we're seeking is our truth. Yeah. Um, and I say to you that you're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. And I consider yeah. myself one of the lucky ones. Even though sometimes consider... it's the hardest journey ever, right? <laughs> so we're, but we're so lucky. Yeah, we're so I lucky know. because we get, we get to actually like see what and experience what the difficulty feels like, sounds mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, 
um, thinks like in a new way. Mm -hmm. And for me, I had some unhealthy behaviors mm -hmm. that I would use as coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying I'm free from them today, uh, but I, I think that I'm, again, a bit more down the path than I would have been had this not happened to me because right. I get to actually experience what it feels like not only to be in physical pain, but emotional pain and be with it and nurture it in a way that I think is so much more healthy than picking up a drink, which was yeah. my, which was my poison, you know, and, and I had gotten sober a little less than a year prior mm. to my accident. And I do believe, and I've been asked this question and I think that the answer still today is that that experience of getting sober, um, finding a program of recovery at that time uh, was an indelible experience that I had to have. Um, and ironically, um, I was um, eight or nine months sober, working a program, you know, had a sponsor, going to meetings, doing all the things that you know I was told to do, and feeling really great in my life, you mm. know that you know, mm. and and then something like this mm -hmm. happens, and I think it's just a really, it's an interesting, you know, mm -hmm. sort of dichotomy of like, well, you were you were on a good path, and then you were sort of like knocked off of it, and you know, you had to kind of find your way back through it. Right. And... How are you going to, how are you going to relate to it? Right. Like, cause yeah, you had yeah. your old way of drinking and then now you're like, I have this new way. And now this traumatic event is like, now you get to choose, right? Like, how are you yeah. going to deal with it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And so it's just, it's kind of, I think it's the, it is more irony there than anything. Yeah. And, I, and I certainly couldn't explain it, but I seems like I'm a just... test to me, John. <laughs> I think so too. Doesn't it? It's sort, it's sort it of does. It's all adding it's like, up to like, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and again, I think too, I think you were talking about this in the definition of um, the MBSR, which is mindful um, stress reduction. Stress reduction. And the yeah. definition of that um, was like not putting meaning to it, right? Is that, Correct. was that, did I hear that in that no, definition of that? So, was that? Yeah. Not, non-judge, non-judging. Non so it's like yeah. hearing like this happen, but like we create all the meaning to these events. Like, yes, that is horrible. And I'm like, it gives me a pit in my stomach that this happened to you and all this, but then there's all the meaning that we put behind it. Right. And then I have my interpretation of it. You have your interpretation of it. And yes. it's um, like what the mind can do, right? When you have these thoughts and to go back to what I find so beautiful is that you described your tribe of holding this torch for you so that you could find forgiveness because you followed something that you had an awareness to listen to yourself in that moment versus being angry, mad, because you could have gone that way. Sure. Um, but you chose forgiveness and that to me gave me the chills again mm. like is so beautiful that you I, I find it like really amazing that you're like okay have this support over here but i could go find forgiveness which then i think 
then would probably allow once you had forgiveness to allow these other people like such an example so that. there was and, and i'm sure it's not an overnight thing it was a process for you I'm yeah sure, sure. I, mean, I mean it sounds it, like it, it still is it, right. it, it's, yeah it's always it's yeah. always a, it's always a work in process for us yeah. to you know to to come back to um i i think in you know in listening to you sort of recount your interpretation of what happened to me what comes up is extracting the good from mm -hmm. everything and anything and the good equals the truth i think that um we are an intuitive species that always knows the truth regardless mm -hmm. of the way with which we act yeah speak um etc and um it's damn challenging mm -hmm. to be able to, to be able to um, accept it, mm -hmm. but the more we do it, the easier it becomes. So the, the part that is wonderful in, in that definition of mindfulness is that mindfulness is an awareness when we pay attention on purpose, non-judgmentally in the present moment. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the awareness is what stands out to me as being the only thing that we have. There's nothing that says like, oh, if I have a mindfulness practice, I can, you know, I'll feel better all the time. Well, you may feel good for, you know, periods of time if you have a meditation practice or a yoga practice or a breathwork practice, but you can't tell me that the human condition isn't gonna creep up on you. And when it does, yeah. Yeah. When it does that, that, that those conditions will arise, which is emotion, thought, when it does, if we have the ability to recognize that we can become aware and we don't have to do anything about it, we don't, I don't have to react to it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to pick up a drink or go you know, do something that, you know, just, ah, you know, it's, it's usually most people find themselves in, in more destructive yeah. behavior patterns. Right. Well, cause what triggers and, to me in that definition, what comes out to me and just interrupt you <laughs> is the non-judgmental because I think it's then the judgment of self or the judgment of the thought that then maybe triggers the uncomfortability to go get the drink or go shopping to avoid it right yeah, yeah and then you do the the not so productive habits or patterns Correct. or you can choose to go just be with it or choose something more productive right like yeah sure i mean yeah. yeah and that's it you know and like i think that that's just so you know taking it all back to you know the um the point of the uh accident for me which was that i could I, I learned through that process how to be with not only the physical pain, but also the emotional, you know, and mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, cause it was hard, you know, mm -hmm. it was, it was really difficult to go through a process of how could someone do this to me? And like I said, there's been iterations along the way over the years where it's come back, you know, it's come back heavy 
uh, for me um, in one particular instance um, during a plant medicine ceremony. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back through the entire, I had no choice. Oh, I mean, it's, shit. <laughs> it's, it's, take, it's taking me to places yeah. that I, you know, needed to go but back and see. But there's healing there, right? It's healing. So because it gives you, it gives you a whole nother view of it right did it give you a it, whole nother view or it, it and you don't have to gave, get into it if you did no i'm yeah. happy to it, yeah. it, it's it's a it's a simple answer it gave me the understanding of grace hmm. i never knew what it meant to feel the grace move through me like i did um in this moment i, I don't under, i don't know if i understand that sure so what I received was, we're going to show you, we're going to take you apart. We're going to show you what that looked like, literally and figuratively, like looking at myself on the ground in pieces, going, oh. through the, going through the process of being in the hospital, being worked on, wow. recovering, meeting the driver, accepting the circumstance mm. accept accepting how could this happen but 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 it all got broken down i was i was um so was it closure there was mm -hmm. there was some closure in that there was some there were there were people in my life that had come to my aid that I needed to have closure with. And I found the answers mm. in that, in that moment. Mm. Um, there were people that came to my aid that I needed to have. Yes. That I needed on to your, have on your journey or at, like you had that journey and then they came to you after it was, you had, it was prior to the journey during, during my recovery. I love yeah. That. Yeah. So, you know, that, so, so, so the part that, that, um, grace to me was on the understanding that no matter what we're faced with in life, we can move through it in such a way that we don't have to cause further suffering to ourselves or others mm -hmm. grace allows us to take it on board and be with it in a manner that is nurturing compassionate loving kind to the best of our ability even though it could suck <laughs> and that's how you mm -hmm. get through the tough stuff is like the grace and this was this was a feeling, this was a, um, a direct communication moving through me through the process of the recreation of my accident on plant medicine that I, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with these concepts of like, how do you explain such things? Yeah uh in a, yeah. in a way that is, it's, is i mean it salient. is quite it's it's quite personal and it's probably like a lesson that you needed to learn or like again you talk about the body being these um like i'm a feel like 
you know, our divine wisdom, our body, it's so magnificent and I'm seeing it more and more how we're so guided of like, my body knows exactly what to do. It's my mind that's like putting my heels in of stopping it to, to or slowing down the process. I don't know if I stop it, but it slows it down or makes it uncomfortable um, to let it do the journey, I guess. So it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Our minds are, to me, I, I look, I sort of break down the body as of this earth and the mind of the universe or space, you know, say and that it's again? like, say that again? I, I look at, I look at the body. I sort of, I look at the body as being of this earth and the mind of more of space of the universe yeah. con consciousness, consciousness yeah. to me. So, so, so the body is very, this, this, machine that we walk mm -hmm. around in will return to the earth mm -hmm. our minds i like to believe are a part of something always, bigger yeah always right. of 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 the of the conscious connection to everything yeah and so we have to like rein that in and it's a lot more difficult to do than like you know i could stop eating sugar and you know work out and you know and tune my body but to tune your mind is it takes to 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 attend to the mind in a healthy way takes a lot more work and yeah. we're just not accustomed to doing that you know no. the, the, it, not only this culture but just us as human beings it's just not and so that's why we just get we just get carried away mm -hmm. with you know we can get carried away with the thought we can get carried away with the story with the judgment it's so easy to do even with a mindfulness practice but the mindfulness practice at least allows us to become aware and slow down and not react i think that's like those are like the keys to me of not having to reach for something all the time i still right. do i right. still do i still find myself in it's like in the more that i practice um it becomes like anything, it becomes a little easier to come back. Yeah. To awareness. I was going to say, can you put play into it? Like, are you at the point now where there's like a play or the grace of it, right? Then where you are now? Yeah. You know, I think, um, I, I think that it's still, I can still be carried off in nuanced ways. And so mm -hmm. I definitely be, but I'm so much more tuned into like, ah, uh, you're, you're going for something there. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe you need to just slow it down and sit with it for a minute, you know? And, right. and so in, in the, in the workshops that I teach, you know, I, I, I dive much deeper into this, but what I, what I really have to emphasize, um, what I'm teaching is I'm not telling people, Hey, if things get tough, you need to just suck it up and sit with it. That's not what I'm telling people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that at all. It's, do you have a practice, whatever your practice may be? And that practice is your grace. That practice is the play that allows you to um, dance with it, be right. with it more in, in a more, in a more healthy way. Yeah. So when you say practice, you're meaning the mindfulness practice and the things that you put into that mindfulness practice, or what do you mean when you, I think your practice can be anything, anything. It can be music, art, gardening, meditation, yoga, breath work, 
swimming in the cold or not cold cleaning I, cleaning <laughs> anything that puts you into a place of yeah. flow when you're in yeah. flow you have the opportunity to just be with and i think it helps us to be able to receive to be able to to listen deeply but if you were to mm. ask me you know like what's your recommendation or your favorite just sitting quietly. That so that's your. I was, I was going to ask that. Like, meditation. what are your your meditation is for you? Med- meditation for me is just being able to really slow everything down. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm still, I could have a you know a head full of thought. I'm just being with it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Interesting. Isn't this interesting? Ah, there's that, and then another thought, and then another, and oh, let me tune back into my breath. It's, it's not about like getting to this place of enlightened nothingness. Although if you're lucky and you glimpse it from time to time, you know, that's a nice place to be. Um, And with practice, I would encourage anyone to give it, you know, give it a try because (laughs) those are wonderful places, you know, this place of no mind. It's very calming. It's very peaceful. It's very relaxing. It's the, it's, it's our being. It's our. It's mm. that's our mm. place of, of, of pure consciousness. But it can. But like I say, it, it can be anything that just allows you to hop off of that hamster wheel for a little while. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say because like, how do you get like I, my thing now is trying to be more in my body, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, versus like that's... like chasing the thought or I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that, like just trying to like feel like what I'm feeling and then not making a judgment about like, Oh, I don't feel so like, you know, nervous or, or I'm not, I feel sad. Like not making the judgment about, you know, what I'm feeling too. So then they go right back up to the head, you know? Right. (laughs) You know, it's funny. Um, you bring up something that, um, so in, in the mindfulness based stress reduction, um, uh, training and teaching, we learn how to make the mind-body connection through very slow intentional movements. And when we do that, it's amazing to watch the judgment come up. You know, so when you're asked to um, raise, lift your arms slowly above your head, feeling the sensation of the muscle groups as you lift your arms raising your arms up as almost if as if they're you're drawing them through cement feeling the weight of your body feeling the muscles you know as you lift and you raise to the very top and now you're pointing up at the sky and you're holding your arms up and you're holding your arms and feeling that that sensation maybe it's a little bit of tightness Maybe it's a little soreness. And as you're guiding people through this, you would be amazed of like some people that just, they will put themselves through all kinds of pain just because they've been asked to do something instead of just saying, it's okay to put your arms down. You don't have Uh to, you don't have (laughs) to be there forever or you don't have to hold the perfect pose. This isn't what it's about. It's about the experience of actually feeling your body without the judgment, 
and knowing like, cause then I'll inquire, how was that? And people like, oh man, I need to like, I, I am so not flexible. You yeah. know, and like, or I am not strong. Yeah. It's like, there you are judging yourself. You don't yeah. need to do that. Just be with what it is and feel your body in this moment. You can yes. do other things along the way later on, but you know, just no yeah. need to judge that right now. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. And that's how you receive that. That's yeah. how you receive the energy. You know, you, you get the energy of the sensation of the body and the mind at once. And that's the mind body connection. Well, it's, it's actually really telling too, of like what a person will tolerate. I think it's actually very like insightful, like, Oh, you're willing to just take the pain and yep. um, like we numb ourselves out or we're, we think we deserve pain or we should be in pain because it's like, it's instead of honor, instead of yeah. honoring ourselves to yeah, just, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, so, so you talk yeah. about these and um, the we've talked about a lot about MBSR mindful ba- base stress yeah, reduction. Yeah, mi- mindfulness based stress reduction. I don't know why mm-hmm. the B throws me out. Mindfulness based stress reduction, and mm-hmm. you hold um, classes and seminars and stuff like that to take people through like learning this mindfulness. Yeah, so the MBSR is an eight-week course that that people can take. So um, that is typically uh, it's done um, either in person or I've done it, you know, virtually over Zoom, um, and it works quite nicely over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's really nice. Um, Blair took it, you know, yeah. and uh, it was really nice. Um, so that's uh, an eight-week course, and then um, what I what I've been doing is. Um, teaching workshops um, in the corporate space to organizations and businesses. And so I really, and and I don't call it mindfulness-based stress reduction. It's my own workshop that I've, you know, taken the, taken, you know, sort of the, the, you've created the one, all Mm -hmm. the wonderful parts Mm -hmm. of what I've learned and taught. Yeah. As a, as a workshop. And so you take this, your all your teachings, including this M- MBSR, is just one aspect of it, and you take it to corporations to help them achieve what, or what will it help them achieve for their employees? Well, really, it's about it's 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 about wellness. It's about mm-hmm. mental wellness and health. Mm-hmm. But um, stress reduction is the biggest one. Right. You know, especially in the corporate environment. You know, right now, it's everybody's. It's just a hard. It's, insane it's just right a now. really hard yeah. time to be living right yeah. now. And it's yeah, also it's a beautiful insane. time if you have yeah. the right, if you have the right, you know, kind tools. of perspective about <laughs> yeah. things and tools. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so really what it is, it's um, organizations are looking for impactful ways uh, to help their employees to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, um, find a, a healthy practice to be able to draw upon. And so I've created a, uh, workshop that allows people to get the introduction to some of these concepts that um, that MBSR teaches. I love that. It's really been wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's been it's watching people just open up and helping and being being of service. Um, you know, I've created a business around this, and mm-hmm. it's it it feels. I love that for you. Like, so yeah. Bad. It, it, feel, it feels so really, it, yeah. it feel, and you know, it's just, it just unfolds as it does. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I took the class and then I 
took the teacher training and then I started teaching the MBSR and then uh, somebody asked if I'd come speak at uh, a corporate event and I did that and then human resources people were like hey you know we'd like yeah. to have you come and I was like well there's a need for this and like this that that's all that like I didn't have a grand plan you know yeah. it's like it's just like what's called for and if there's a need like just go with that you know it's like does this feel right uh-huh go in if it doesn't uh-uh then I go a different direction, you know, it's like, does it yeah. feel right? Yeah. It's so, it's yeah. Perfect. I love that for you so much. Cause again, like for, for me, you bring me so much grounding and peace. Like you're just, your being is like angelic. I just love you so oh, much. Steph, come on. Yeah, I know. So virtual hugs. No, but like yes. you are like, and I don't get to spend as much, I mean, obviously now, but like, cause you're on the East coast, but I didn't get to spend as much time for you, but just like, that's who I think you are. You're just like solid and like just so grounding. So I love that you get to share this gift and your gift with people and doing that. Cause we talked about mental health and it, I think it, it's mental health month, right? Is it mental? It is health May month? is mental health month. Yep. yep. Mental health which, awareness. Yep. Yeah. Which I love. And I, it's, like bigger and bigger and I think there is more and more awareness that there is such a lack of awareness of mental health you know That's, so. <laughs> yeah you've hit it exactly right that there is a there yeah. is more of a lack of awareness yeah. of the fact that we're all I'm sorry but keep going I didn't mean to interrupt but yeah oh, we all no, it's like yeah. so I think I think it's really um amazing and I like I see it even in my work it's like go, go. And I'm a doer. Like I had an episode previously with my, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank of my chart, um, with Rosie. She did my chart where I'm like a doer. I'm a manifesto mm. creator and I'm a doer. And like, and like, I just love, like my greatest time is just being still, but to be still, is very freaking uncomfortable, sure <laughs> you is. know, and like, and so I just, but I know it's very important. So I just, you know, I sit with that and, um, yeah, and I just, I love that you're teaching this and mental it's like in the workplace because there are a lot of demands on people. And like, I feel like right now it's, freaking intense energies out there right now. I don't, Maybe. we're making up for our lack of something for the past two and a half years of being stuck that it's like, it feels like, and I felt like when COVID happened to me, like, yes, COVID was like horrible or, you know, what was going on for everybody and the sickness and all that. But for me, it, I was a blessing because I realized how crazy of like 150 miles per hour I was going and I just felt like I was in this hamster wheel that I like had to stop that I was yeah. like oh my gosh and then that was when like all this like healing stuff like just it was like time to stop and again it wasn't easy because I had to deal with my stuff and I've always been on the path but it's like it was potent it's like a potent time and now it's like feels like it's fast paced again and it's like okay this is more medicine to deal with or not deal with but to be aware of so i, I think yeah it's it's really serving because i think people need you in their life and i think they need this in their life so oh, i'm so glad so that 
you're doing yeah that. thanks Steph yeah it just feels it feels wonderful and you know I would just say you know I, I I do touch a bit on the pandemic you know and I I think that we had a real opportunity that was missed during the pandemic to yeah. find our way through um this lack of connection that um should be a greater web than it is um it's not to say that you know people there's a lot of love out there and there's a lot of kindness and connection but i think unfortunately it gets masked in the um ideology and the um the um the left and the right and mm -hmm. you know in the middle and everything just gets sort of like polarized and um and now we've sort of like we 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 we've like we've overcorrected from yeah. from being in this place now and now it's we're back out into the world and life seems to be coming back to uh what's normal but i think that people are still a little bit shell shocked from being in a place where they had to like reevaluate their life many people had to yeah. like reevaluate their life and their health and their future and most didn't have the tools to, to be able to like be with themselves and do this so so there's a lot of and i'm just and i'm i'm speaking from experience from listening to people like the number one thing is people are just taxed they're stressed yeah. and there's so much like uncertainty and anxiety and these are all just our own doing and we can uncouple that <laughs> with a practice yeah. you know and yeah. it just means just finding whatever calls to you yeah. and sticking to it you know yeah. in even when it's even in the good in the great times like still sticking to our practice making the time for whatever it is that we need to to connect with ourselves to connect with our loved ones our community and you know i've been realizing that you know living here and like I've just, I've been missing that connection. And so that's like, okay, then uh-huh or uh-uh. Well, uh-huh, I need that connection and I yeah. need to step into that more. So it means picking up that thousand pound phone and, mm -hmm. you know, making that phone call to mm -hmm. someone or going out to your local coffee shop and saying hello to a stranger and meeting someone, you know, it's like, just that for me is how I, how I thrive. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah, Steph, yeah. Thank you so much, John. You're, um, I feel honored um, to have you as a friend and to have you come on my podcast and to share your story because it's really profound. And I, I actually do love the full circle that we did. And that's actually what <laughs> I was like mm -hmm. wanting to do. So I think yeah. it's really impactful. And where can people um, find you? to share oh, in your wisdom. Yeah, so um, the company is Mindful Foundations, www.mindfulfoundations.org, or uh, a bit on Instagram, at mindfulfoundations101. And um, thank you for all the kind words. And I wanna say that uh, it's been amazing watching your journey. Um, <laughs> you know and uh and just how much work that you do and i talked to blair you know and he's <laughs> so he's so he's so proud of just, uh, you know like proud and 
inspired and the work that you're doing and, and putting yourself out there, doing podcasts like this, talking to people and all in the name of service is just like amazing. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm honored to be talking to you oh, and, you. and, uh, and I can't <laughs> wait to see you again. Hopefully, hopefully inside your kitchen for another, yeah, we're, uh, we another are. gathering. It, it, it definitely will. So when, can't when wait. you're out here next, we definitely will do that. It's going to be our new yeah. tradition. So I think so. You. Yeah, thanks. Lots of love and to you, Steph. I thank you, and I'll put your info in the show notes so everybody also can um, connect with it that way as well. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. My hope is that this conversation has inspired you with a new awareness and has uncovered some beauty and wisdom within you. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share it with a friend and please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, please feel free to reach me at stephanie.brownyard at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.